was the sound of my egos popping out the toaster. It kind of startled me because I kind of forgot I had them egos in the toaster. And yeah, I'm having egos at 12.51 in the afternoon, bitch, because I can't have egos at 12.51 in the afternoon. Now, anyway, I know y'all missed me. I missed y'all too. I've been gone for too long. Now it's time to bring it back. But at the end of the day, I was really enjoying my last days of summer because fall came and she stomped the fuck out of summer. Bitch, she said, bitch, I'm here now. You could go home. This is my house. And I live here. Okay. Now, today's episode, we're going to be talking about some things. Because I just want to talk about some things. And also, I'm about to put out some fucking episodes up until the one year anniversary of the motherfucking podcast, bitch. We still in this hoe. We still in this. And I thank everyone for sticking around and supporting me, bitch. Over 500 plays. Over 500 plays. Y'all really fuck with me like that? Even after hiatus? I ain't even... I got... I I am just so thankful. Even the pigeons is coming by. By the window. Congrats. Oh, three of them shits. It's the good pigeons from Animaniacs, y'all. And they coming to congratulate me right now. I know that's right. But I really appreciate y'all for waiting on me to talk about these things that I want to talk about. Because apparently... Y'all really like my voice and y'all like the stuff I talk about because it's going to get talked about. Now, get ready for more, you junkie whores. And don't quote me. That's not my quote. That is from Jasmine Masters on her entrance in All Stars Season 4 of RuPaul's Drag Race because she said, I'm back for Season 4, you junkie whores. So don't quote me on that. But let's get into this motherfucking intro because listen... Yeah, I'm about to go fix me up some eggs though. So yeah, we gonna let just let the intro play. Y'all hear it. And I was serious about um making my egos and my eggs. So I'm eating breakfast, brunch with orange juice, but no mimosa. Well, we're here. And welcome to a bonus edition of an AOS Productions. What's it called? What is it called, you may ask? It's called sex. S-E-X. Three letters to a word that means nothing to some, means something to some, and means everything to most. It's a deal breaker at the end of the day, whether you like it or not. What you guys have to understand is if your sex game is not up to par with certain people and and that's all they care about, they're not the ones for you, you know, because sex is something that is intimate. And if it's just a nut for them, get the fuck out of Dodge. 
so the reason why I wanted to really talk about this episode was because of the simple fact that one, we're going to talk about every everything in this episode. We're going to be talking about the actual act of it, the STD rates that are increasing like crazy right now because y'all, it's, it's crazy. Um, and even my preferences during it because, I mean, it's my show. I'm going to talk about what I like, duh. So first off, I wanted to start off by saying, one, we are literally 10 days away from a one-year anniversary of an AOS Productions, what's it called? And I know I would take gaps. I know I would take breaks. I know I would say I'm going to record this day, but I'm not. Honestly, I know it's been two months. I really wanted to enjoy my summer beforehand. And now that fall had came and just shut summer down, I could actually focus on certain things. Judge your mother, not me. Judge your skin, not me. Judge your preferences, but don't judge me. And do your hair, but don't do me. Anyway, so the first topic I wanted to talk about was, this is like happened earlier this year, but it made like big, not big headlines because, but it did make um a com- um a commotion in the community. And so according to Essence.com, DJ Envy's wife, Gia Casey, faked all of her orgasms for the past 10 years being married to him. Before I even go into this article, I just want to say that communication is key to sex. I don't care if the sex is bad or good. Communication will make it go from bad to amazing. And communication will actually sometimes make it go from good to worse. Just saying. So, but it's a it's a benefit to have it. So you both are on the same page. Now, according to Essence, basically... DJ Envy's wife, Gia Casey, is admitting she did it in real life and consistently about faking orgasms in the bedroom. And, of course, you know, couples got to come out their closet and tell the world they embarrassing shit just so it could be quote-unquote relatable, and which I understand, but then they get mad when the relatable topics get out there and then people are literally clowning them for being relatable. It's the day of, it's the, it's the world of today. I don't know what, I don't know what you want me to say. I don't know. I don't know. These eggs is busting. It's like a little mukbang. Just y'all not seeing me eat. I don't like mukbangs. I don't want to see you chew, smack, slurp, crunch. I don't want to see you do that. Mm -mm. I can't even look at people eat. I look everywhere but at you. So, um, Casey started the conversation about her struggle to reach a climax with her husband because it is part of the book, which is available now. Um, she released her book. Well, DJ Envy and um, Gia released their book called Real Life, Real Love, Life Lessons on Joy, Pain, and the Magic that Holds Us Together. Mm-hmm. Um, most young girls and, and even many, many women, I'm sure so many women can relate, don't know how to achieve an orgasm, which is true. Um, A lot of women have no idea what it feels like to have an orgasm through sexual intercourse. Now, when I first started out having sexual intercourse, I was not reaching my climatic peak either. 
because I did not know what I wanted. I, at that time when I had lost it, before I started school in January of 2016, so those last six months of 2015, I was just like, okay, if it feels good to you, then cool, I'm fine with it. Whole time, I did not like it because I didn't communicate to it. And 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 just because and fellas, just because it's bigger does not mean it's going to reach a climatic peak. I'm just saying. And I truly mean that. Like just because it's bigger doesn't mean anything. Um, and also because I was very, very, and I am, I'm very tight. I can't take everybody and anybody's penis inside of me. Real shit. Real being as honest as I can and transparent with y'all, I cannot, I do not like taking big size penises. And I'm going to be honest to admit it. I'm not about to be like, oh, I can handle a big dick. No, I cannot. <laughs> I can handle a nice size and that be it. But I cannot handle a, a Mandingo or a Godzilla or a monster. I can't. I'm good off it. I'm fine. And a lot of y'all really be saying y'all can handle seven like nine inches plus I'm like so seven don't do nothing but then I also found out that females have like cervixes like some have like higher cervixes than others and some have lows mine's is low meaning it's very close versus where other words the, the woman the female body is so different and unique I swear so some girls can handle their vaginas can definitely swallow a nine inch. And some girls, their vaginas can only swallow a five to eight. It is what it is. But um, back to the um, back to the article. She then says, we will be intimate and he will be putting his best foot forward. He lives to make me happy. So I would see him trying and really going to work. She continued, you want to reward that man for the work. And the only reward that you have to offer is an orgasm. But even if I didn't feel it, I would still be performative. I feel like you have to be honest. You have to be honest. If this position isn't working, tell them so they can switch it up. If this position isn't working, tell them so they can switch it up. Or even so, which a lot of y'all need to understand, foreplay is a big part of it. For a lot of women, what I would do is I know I had knew what ways I liked that would get me to an orgasm if I was just masturbating. But then if it was with another person, I wouldn't know how they would be able to, with penetration, how they would be able to stimulate me. But at the end of the day, I found out what works for me and you can too. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. But you shouldn't, Fake a, or I feel like this. You shouldn't fake an orgasm only because it's not being honest with your partner. Because your partner is going to think, oh, yeah, she likes this whole time. You're just like, no. But I love him. So sure. Oh, I just came. Oh. Like, like, remember, <laughs> if y'all watch Euphoria in season two when Jules was munching on Rue's box. <laughs> And Rue was so high, she could not feel it. And <laughs> she faked out her guess like, ah, I'm coming. Ah. <laughs> and 
And Jules really felt shitty because like, oh my God, you're faking it. Oh my God, you don't love me. Oh my God, what did I do wrong? That could cause insecurities in a person's libido and a person's sex drive. So you guys really have to be honest with people. And when it's like, this ain't working, you got to switch it up, baby. You got to switch it up for me. Hold on, y'all. And then she said, and then um, DJ Envy's wife, G, said, we had gotten into an argument, and then she was like, well, you know I don't be having an orgasm. And this is what uh, DJ Envy had said. When um, they had gotten into an argument, and Gia was like, you know I don't be having an orgasm. And he was like, yes, you do. I hear it. And she was like, no, I'm faking it. And he's like, I'm like every time. And she was like, yeah. And that just crushed me because I thought I was putting in work. Back to what I was saying, it's very important to communicate what works for your partner and what doesn't work. Like, honestly, you cannot fake sex. Like, I'll, I have to put myself in perspective because I know what I like. I know that if I, it's, it's like this, even if I am aroused, as soon as you hit a wrong button, it, I turn off automatically. I would say there was only probably three people in my life that, no, I only could say two. Only two people in my life, like no matter what, I'd always be ready for them versus the others that I have. And it'd be like, eh. Ugh. 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 Crazy as hell. But yeah, and at the same time, having an argument and bringing it up to some, to your partner's face is fucked up. She was fucked up for that. They had to have a conversation about things, and the chat didn't happen until about 10 or 11 years into their marriage. Still, it's never too late to do essential work and have tough but necessary conversations in one's marriage. As you can imagine, this tea caused quite the conversation online, but we have to commend the couple's bravery and transparency. As mentioned, DJ DJ Envy and um, Gia had met as teenagers and have been married for 20 years. So you mean to tell me you both have been married for 20, for 20 years, known each other for longer, and within your marriage 10, 11 years later, that's when you decide to talk about how you don't have orgasms? Y'all know how many kids DJ Envy got? You mean to tell me every time y'all have relations, it was just like, Oh, okay, I'm going to fake it. I, I use this article as a starter for this episode because I just see it as like this. With sex, you have to be transparent, you have to be honest, and you have to hear what your partner wants. Like, I had a partner, and he doesn't like Bush. He doesn't like Bush. That's his preference. And I had to tell him, like, hey, I'm not going to keep shaving because my it grows back quick. Like, if the hair on top of my head grows back fast, I'm pretty sure the hair down there grow back quick as hell. And that's with any female, you know? So with that being said, I had to tell him, like, I'm not going to shave it bald every time once we link up because my skin is very sensitive and yes I could use what I use but it's still very sensitive so I just told him I'm not going to do that but we found common ground and 
we just went on from there. The point of that was we communicated what we like and what we don't like. And then we went on to having like amazing sex every time. Every time. If you're listening, you know who you are. All right, so the next thing I wanted to talk about, because granted sex is great, it's also important to talk about the cons about sex. Um, So as you all may know, earlier this year, and if you want to check out that episode, it's called My Body, My Choice, fuck is you talking about? Um, The abortion laws, Roe versus Wade, the abortion laws were, um, it turned back time, basically. And with that being said, they got rid of abortions in certain states, mainly southern states. Now, people don't understand, and this is theory, but this is also trying to happen. They want the population, a certain white population, I'm going to say it because it's true, to be strong again, because what they're realizing is that their race is dying out. Our race is growing more. However, all races are intertwining. If you saw the NBA draft this year, perfect example of races intertwining and that one drop rule being, I swear, a real thing a super thing like real shit like I know for me this is just sidetracking but I know for me if I were to date or have a child with someone who was not purebred African-American man or just a black man I already know my kid is gonna have probably like three quarters or half a black in him because I'm already mixed myself you know so yeah um but I wanted to talk about the cons because Abortion rate, the abortions have been revoked in certain states. That means that if that's been revoked, they're going to come for contraceptives next. They're going to come for Loving versus Virginia next. But this is an episode about sex, so let's talk about contraceptives. Contraceptives such as birth control, condoms, um, practicing safe sex and um, celibacy even... They are trying to revoke birth control. At the, I believe it's in the works. They're trying to revoke birth control and they're trying to revoke condoms because they're trying to grow the population for a certain ethnicity. And how I feel about it is that I think we should focus more about practicing with safe sex. I think we should practice more with using contraceptives. However, not everybody... Anyway, okay, anyway, sorry, got distracted, but I wanted to talk about contraceptives and things like that. I wanted to talk about contraceptives and things like that because not every woman can take birth control. I know there's the IUD. I know there's the, um, uh, the, the shot. 
I also know that there is the the one they shoot in your arm. And of course, old-fashioned pills. Now, from my experience, I wanted to try the IUD, but however, they said to me that it'd be better if I had a child first so my womb would expand. This is what my doctor told me. Not everybody's doctor's going to tell them the same thing unless you go to multiple ones that tell you the same thing. I've only gone to two that have told me similar thing. And the IUD, because my womb is not expanded because I've never experienced pregnancy or childbirth, it wouldn't be a good method. Um, the shot, they said no, because it will make me go on the bigger side, which I said, nope, I'm not trying to get any bigger. I don't like that. Um, three, they shoot that thing. It's like, it looks like a lollipop stick. I forgot what it's called, but they shoot it in your arm. And as they're, sh- and you know, it helps, but the next planon, that's what it's called. But the reason why people don't use that and the reason why I was nervous because I had to do my research and my mom insisted I do my research on my birth control because I just wanted to, because the real reason why I was even put on birth control is because I have a regular monthlies and the birth control helps regulate them versus where if I'm not on it, I would not know when I would not know how I just wouldn't know. Like my best bet if I wasn't on birth control pills would be condoms and celibacy. And, and plus, I'm a one, excuse me, y'all, I'm a one body at a time type of girl, so I don't even like to do, I can't, I can't. Now, my experience with birth control pills, I first started taking them September, I'm lying, August of 2015. And that was just so I could be safe. I could have something just in case because I was I was, good. I was about to get active. The fuck? So I thought. And when I was on them, the symptoms I was having, this bird is watching me do my podcast. I love it. I got an audience member, y'all. This is the bird, honey. Hold on. It's legit a bird just watching me. Amazing. And I'm talking to him and he's talking to me. Twinkle, twinkle. Twinkle, twinkle. <laughs> but um, my birth, I'm sorry, y'all. Y'all know my ADHD be getting to me. But my birth control was a high dosage and it had a lot of estrogen in it. And I was feeling all these symptoms. I'm like, ah, shit. Man. I was feeling like shit on that birth control. So from 2015 up until 20. 18, I was not taking any contraceptives. It was just condoms and pull-out method. I'm going to be real with y'all. And with that being said, then I went to my new gynecologist and I, and then I talked to her about it and I told her because I told her my periods are very irregular, like so irregular, like y'all in 2016, I did not have my period for six months. Up until the last full week of that year, that's when I had, um, freaking, that's legit when I had my monthly. And my monthlies don't even stay for longer than, uh, four days. So a whole week and a half, crazy. And then what she would do, she would give me these little, uh, these other pills to help my monthly come. Because it wasn't coming right. And she was just like, it could be bad in the future because 
if you're irregular now and your uterine lining isn't releasing at least old blood, that could affect your uterine lining when you're older. And we don't want that. You know, I'm like, doctor's orders. All right. And so then I, she gave me these little pills. And it would be like five. And I would take them. And the only symptoms I would get would be hot flashes. But then she prescribed me a um, birth control pills. And when I tell you for my for the whole month of February in 2019, because I really started taking birth control pills three years ago. So when I started taking them three years ago, I was serious about um, sitting up there. Oh, okay. I had to make sure. I was sitting up there and um, had a flow for a whole 28 days into my birthday. So I want to say February 1st up until March 6th. And when I was on birth control, I was bloated all water weight. I was bloated. I was oh, worse feeling hot flashes, bloated and everything. And you saw it. But then that year, all that water weight evaporated and I lost like 60 pounds and I was on the pill. Real shit. I gained it all back during pandemic. Long story short, we're thick again. Extra. Extra thick. Okay. <laughs> but what I wanted to talk about, the reason why I brought up contraceptives is because a lot of people do not like condoms. A lot of women cannot take birth control pills or birth control, period. But instead of using a condom or practicing celibacy... We'll just raw dog it and pray pull out. Either we be in a Twinkie or a toaster strudel. Let's be real. Take with that what you will. So according to innerbody.com, it says these states have the highest and lowest STD rates in 2022. Our research team dives deep into the CDC's latest STD surveillance statistics and provides our analysts of our current trends. So key takeaways. Hold on. Before I even go there, the CDC recently released its latest STD surveillance report, along with a new number on a new data on the number of reported sexually transmitted diseases cases across the United States. Interbody's research team analyzed and combined the latest statistics to develop our annual state rankings by STD rate from the highest to lowest, along with key trends regarding the effects of COVID-19 pandemic on STDs. Because you know a lot of y'all had pandemic babies and a lot of y'all was fucking because y'all couldn't get out the house. I was one of them. Okay? Okay. So before moving on the rankings, let's explore some key findings and trends we observed. So key takeaways. Seven out of the top ten states with the highest STD rates are in the South. Seven out of the top ten states with highest STD rates are in the South. Mississippi ranks number one as the state with the highest rate of STD cases. Vermont has the lowest STD infection rate. New York ranks number one as the state with the highest rate of HIV cases. Southern states are mostly affected by chlamydia and gonorrhea. And California had the largest amount of total of total STD cases reported. Southern states suffering from high infection rates. The three states with the worst STD infection rates are Mississippi, Louisiana, and Georgia. And the South makes up a solid majority of the 10 most affected states. What is going on in the South? Girl, they fucking. <laughs> According to Ronald Gray, MD, a professor of epidemiology, epidemiology excuse me, at John Hopkins, the answer may simply come down to a lack of access to affordable health care. 
big factor. The South has more people living in poverty and in rural areas, he says, which makes it which may make it harder for them to get tested and treated for STDs. If you are sexually active, getting tested for STDs and STIs is highly encouraged. This is especially important for young people aged 15 to 24, as this group accounts for almost half of all STD cases per year, according to the CDC. And I'm going to be transparent with y'all. I just got tested in September and I am clean. And I'm clean. I'm clean as the whistle. And I do that just for my benefit because a lot of times what people don't know, STDs are the silent killer. And a lot of men, which I don't understand, they will try to stealth you, which means you will not be aware that they are actually taking off the condom and putting it on. And that's actually a felon in most states. And you can go to jail for that. So for you niggas that be stealthing these bitches, you're nasty. And your insides are dark and nasty. And I don't like you. In the words of Tatiana, bitch. Now, so what I will do, we're going to go on a quick little break because I want to sit up there and I want to talk more about this in the next segment. And then we're going to go on to the rates and stuff like that. This episode really is just to put out awareness and to really let y'all be safe out here, yo. Because I remember one time when I was in the city, before this cuts out, I remember one time I was in the city and real shit, the... um. The freaking nurse was telling me, because I was just talking to her, and she was telling me how it's hard for them. It was, at that time, it was becoming hard for them to find cures for syphilis and gonorrhea. So, we don't want, we just want to, we just want to at least practice safe sex and celibacy. And if, and if you're not going to practice safe sex, at least keep it transparent with your partner your one partner, do one body at a time, keep it transparent with them, let them know what's real, communicate. Even if y'all not together, even if y'all friends with benefits, even if y'all just be fucking, make it clear, are you doing anybody else? Because me, it's like this, you could talk to anybody else, flirt with anybody else, but if you're fucking anybody else, please let me know so I know how to move accordingly and so I could go get tested and you could go get tested just to make sure we're both good. You know, and you bitches don't want your pH balance fucked up. Having your man put his dick in every bitch and then coming home to you and you wondering why you smell like fish. And you wondering why you walking around with trike. But we're going to take a quick little commercial break and I will be right back with you all. Shit. You know what? I have sex and I like fucking. I don't give a yeah. hell yeah, girl. I love sex, girl. <laughs> it's I like love, the best thing. I love it is. Sex, There's nothing man. better. It's the best thing. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Nah, nah, no, no. Yeah. Not, not sex. Foreplay, foreplay. Hardcore pound fucking. No, no, no. That's yeah. shit right yeah. Hell yeah. Yo, that's the only way to do it, man. It's that boom, 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 yeah, man. Yeah. I know, but there's a difference between making love, having sex, and then fucking. Right, right. Making love is like, yo, you know what? You know what it's like? It's like sweet. And no. it's real slow, real slow. And sex, it's like, all right, let's have sex. Yeah. Let's <laughs> Because I was at Yo. I was at Eric's house with Sma- Smash J was there. <laughs> DJ Flipper. Oh, 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 yeah. He just threw me on the bed. We started getting under the sheet. Oh, 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 there was some disco or something like that. 
And if that shit was so good, though. Mm, I mean, he was fucking girl, fingering girl. me. He was sucking on my tits. I was like, you good uh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, ripping each other's hair off. We were kissing uh, so hard. Our lips were busted. Uh, I was like, work it, boy. Nah, nah. Y'all know why I decided to go out with Alex, though, right? But why? Because, no. He has the best fucking fingers I ever had. No! and you'll be going at it like crazy and all of a sudden it's like what the hell happened yeah yeah it's the biggest disappointment yeah but then it takes them like either too long or too short to come like have you ever had someone like took forever yes. what to come Shit. Yep. Let me tell you something. I was having sex with Jake, and it took my man an hour and a half. All right? How can you take an hour and a half? No, no, no. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Give The worst is sucking dick. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe she put you in the eye and the ear and shit. It's like, yo. So welcome back. Um, so back to the article at hand. A look into trends for specific STDs in metro areas. Chlamydia and gonorrhea infection rates seem to mostly affect southern states, whereas syphilis rates vary throughout the country. Compared to our last report, three new states, which are Alaska, Oklahoma, and New Mexico, have replaced California, Georgia, and Arizona in the top five states with the highest syphilis infection rates. Syphilis cases in general have risen since our last report, with those top five states surpassing 20-plus cases per 100,000 people. Um, speaking of syphilis, if you guys want to watch a good movie that talks about it, amongst other things, but the main focus is that, watch She's Too Young. It's a Lifetime movie, and it has Emma from Degrassi and that one mom that plays a lot of moms and people that you just don't like, but she's such a good actress every role she's in you hate it she was the mom in um oh that 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 roller derby movie with drew barrymore and oh, i know who i'm talking about but she's too young on netflix uh not netflix excuse me it's a lifetime movie you can watch it on youtube it's up there trust me it's from like 2004 and it's really good but um, back to the article. So states ranking, so state rankings by syphilis, primary and secondary infection rate. So number one is Nevada, 24.9 cases per 100K population. Mississippi is second for 24.9 cases per 100K population. Alaska is 24.1 cases per 100K population. Oklahoma is 23.8 cases per 100K population. And New Mexico is 22.3 cases per 100K population. Meanwhile, not surprisingly, California and Texas led all states with the largest number of cities with high STD rates, each having 14 cities in the top 150, 
Florida comes third with 13 cities, followed by Ohio with seven cities. For more information about how individual U.S. cities stack up, check out our recently published city STD rankings. That'll be for another time. I just want to get this out the way, you know. Total infections by state. In terms of total STD cases, as one might expect, the largest sales, sorry, sales, the largest states have the highest number of reported STD cases. State rankings by total number of STDs reported. California is number one with 399,673 total cases. Texas is number two for 294,155 total cases reported. New York has 268,674 total cases. Florida has 259, 133 total cases. And Georgia is number five for 145,400. 145,445,000 total cases reported. Similar to our previous findings, California remains in the number one spot for the total number of STD infections reported. This isn't surprising as California also has the largest state population with over 39.5 million residents. Texas, New York, and Florida have all stayed in their respective rankings, but there's a new member in the top five, Georgia, which has now surpassed Illinois by just over 8,000 cases. So, um, the Peach State, Georgia, y'all get it together. But then again, Georgia got a lot of shit going on, honey. The girls, the DLs, the closeted, the dookie dicks. They're going to rock the boat, work the middle till it hurts a little. Anyway, I know Kanye doing some bullshit. I know he's like, you know, in that, in the headlines for another thing again. This is my shit. Anyway, um, according to the CDC, over 2.4 million combined STD cases are reported across the U.S. each year. These statistics do not even include those who have STDs but may not know it, don't get tested, etc. As an aside, the CDC stresses, and I quote, if you are sexually active, getting tested for STDs is one of the most important things you can do to protect your health. Make sure to speak with your doctor about your sexual history. If you are uncomfortable talking with your doctor or just can't find the time to go get tested, an increasingly popular option is to take an at-home STD test. Below are our rankings of each U.S. state based on STD cases, highest to lowest. So Mississippi is number one. And yes, we're going to thoroughly go through what they have because y'all know y'all like to travel and... I don't know if y'all like to get frisky and freaky when you travel, but I think it's helpful to know these things while you are traveling amongst these other states and taking flights and catching dick and pussy when you go to these places. I'm just being honest. Because you're going to feel this shit deep inside if you don't get tested. So, Mississippi has um STD cases. Um, Out of 100,000 population, 48,183. Um, chlamydia cases, 23,000. Gonorrhea cases, 13,000. Syphilis, syphilis cases, 338,000. Oh, I'm sorry, 778,000. And HIV cases are 9,713. Next up is Louisiana. Chlamydia is 32,000. Gonorrhea, 15,000. Syphilis, 767. HIV, 21,000. Um, total STD cases of 1,500, 
chlamydia cases 62,000, gonorrhea 23,000. This is for Georgia. Syphilis is 1,800. And then HIV cases is 57,000. New York is number four. That's my mother in the background. She in the fridge, y'all, if you hear her. It's so cute. The one that played the tambourine. <laughs> New York got... <laughs> New York is at number four. And <laughs> for chlamydia, it got 97,000. Damn. Damn. <laughs> uh, gonorrhea got 42,000. Syphilis is 3,000. HIV is 125,383 HIV cases. So for my neighbors that's over there in New York, wrap it up, go get tested. And another thing, I don't like how a lot of my and people in the gay community get slandered for um, them having so many cases rising up when they're the main ones that get tested every single time because it is so much more important than um, anything else. Your body is literally all you have until you leave this earth. So it's our job to take care of it, you know? So get it together, guys. Number five is Maryland Bookmore. <laughs> Chlamydia cases, 32,000. Syphilis is 904. Um, gonorrhea case is 12,000, HIV is 33, South Carolina is number six, mm. 34,000 for chlamydia, 16,000 for gonorrhea, syphilis is 671, and HIV is 17,000. Florida's number seven at 100. Damn, I'm sorry, y'all. My re this is like pure reactions to reading these, so. When it says STD cases, 100K population, the population is 259,133 people. So out of that 259,133 people, total cases of STDs are 1355, 1355. Chlamydia is 130, gonorrhea is 40,000, and the chlamydia cases is 64,000, gonorrhea is 28,000, syphilis is 1,300, and HIV cases are 33,000. Nevada's next with 14,000, 6,000 for gonorrhea, 14,000 for chlamydia, 813 for syphilis, HIV cases is 11,000. And yeah, I'm going to go, this is the top 10. It's top 10. Um, chlamydia cases for Alabama is 27,000, gonorrhea cases 14,000, syphilis cases 550, 50, and HIV cases is 14,000. Now that's the top 10. And I actually want to give a clap to New Jersey for not being in the top 10 because yeah, we know Jersey, I'm hoping we, we we are wrapping it up and we can take it more serious than we did years ago, girl. Because I think a few, I think at least ten years ago, we was definitely in the top five, I think. And yeah, I'm glad we're not in the top ten this year. Go this year, come around. So, all states ranked by STD rate highest to lowest. So, like I said, number one is Mississippi, two is Louisiana. Three is Georgia, four is New York, five is Maryland. That's the top five. Um, six is South Carolina, seven is Florida, eight is North Carolina, 
nine is Nevada, 10 Alabama, that's 10. Um, Texas is 11, New Mexico is 12, 13 is Alaska, 14 Arizona, 15 Tennessee, 16 California, 17 Illinois, 18 Oklahoma, 19 Arkansas, and 20 Missouri. We're not in the top 20, y'all. Jersey's not in the top 20, y'all. Oh, shoot. Watch me be in the top 30. <laughs> um, 20 is Missouri. 21 is Delaware. 22, Ohio. 23, um, Virginia. And we at number 24, y'all. So, so I could read it for you guys better. New Jersey is 24. So for STD cases per 100,000, we have 970. And state population is 8 mil. Oh, I'm trying to. It's the city girls. Can't you understand? If you mess with me, I take your man. Miami, this is when she was talking crazy, y'all. So now I love me so Carisha. Anyway, so eight million population. This is just for Jersey because it's where I'm from. HIV cases are at thirty-five thousand. Um, chlamydia cases are at thirty-one thousand. Gonorrhea cases are at 10,000 and syphilis cases are at 788,000. It's a lot. However, it is less than what it was a few years back because we was doing bad. We, yeah, we was doing bad. So... All right, so at 25 is Colorado, 26 Indiana, 27 Michigan, 28 Pennsylvania, 29 is Rhode Island, 30 is Hawaii. Interesting. I blame, and you want to know why I think Hawaii's in the top 30 in the 30th spot is because a lot of people, yes, they're that if you're thinking, a lot of them are moving over to Hawaii and gentrifying the shit out of Hawaii. So, I think it's like a new world of um of um oh what's that shit called? How the white man came over and did what they did to the Indians. Colonization, yeah, I think it's the new world that because I'm surprised Hawaii's even at 30. Um 31 is South Dakota, 32 is Kansas, 33 is Kentucky, 34 Massachusetts, 35 Connecticut, 36 Iowa. 37, Washington, 38, North Dakota, 39, Oregon, 40 is Nebraska, 41 is Wisconsin, 42 is Minnesota, 43 is Montana, 44 is West, West Virginia, 45 is Utah, 46 is Idaho, 47 is Wyoming, 48 is Maine, 49 is New Hampshire, and last but not least, we got Vermont, and yes, so the impact of COVID-19 on STDs. Even in the face of the global pandemic, STDs continue to persist as a significant public health concern 
In fact, it is believed that COVID-19 possibly even increased STD transmission during this pandemic. Since the state of STDs have not improved in the U.S., prevention and control efforts remain as important as ever. In the early months of 2020, before preventive measures were put in place to reduce the spread of COVID-19 in the U.S., the weekly number of diagnosed and reported cases of chlamydia, gonorrhea, and primary and secondary syphilis were all higher than in 2019. However, due to the quarantine and shelter-in-place orders, those numbers unsurprisingly fell in March and April of 2020. Additionally, the overall number of HIV diagnosis in the U.S. in 2020 was 17% lower than in 2019. Data for the year 2020 should be inter interpreted with caution due to the impact of COVID-19 on access to testing, materials, and other case surveillance activities. STDs are still heavily affecting the nation and should be taken seriously, despite the rates decreasing due to the pandemic. Here are some reasons why STD numbers initially decreased. Um, reduced screening, limited resources, social distancing um, and social and social distancing measures. Okay, so all this all the sources are from the CDC and that's where all of them are from. Enough of this article, it was to put in this podcast episode to let you guys know that this is very serious and we should be practicing safe sex and celibacy. And if you are a spiritual person, you should know that sex includes soul ties. So if you're fucking someone that's miserable, don't be surprised when you end up miserable. If you're having sex with someone who is um, happy and positive, you might become happy and positive yourself. All right. All right. So, agree to disagree on that if you don't agree with me. Um, next on the topic, I'm going to be answering some sexual questions, preferring to my, you know, preference and stuff like that. So, we don't need those. We don't need those. Okay, so questions that reveal secret turn-ons. So, what's your definition of amazing sex? Um, I'm just going to be real. For me to have anything sort of amazing sex, it has to be a connection, and I have to actually be attracted to you. And if I'm not attracted to you in any way, shape, or form, it's, it's going to be the worst sex you receive. If I'm not aroused... Like, if you think five seconds of foreplay is going to work, it's not. Even to a point where even if you do do foreplay and I'm just not attracted to you, I'm not having sex with you. Amazing sex would be amazing for me if I'm having sex with someone that I enjoy having sex with. That's, that's amazing sex. Real shit. If you could have sex in any location in the world, where would it be? On white sandy beaches with a towel over them under a palm tree. That's what I would do. 
Um, if you could have sex with any celebrity, who would it be? And what do you think it would be like? I would do it with either Dusty Locaine or ASAP Ferg. You know, that's that's who that's who I would get with real shit. And I think it would be like aggressive, but I think at the same time it would be like mesmerizing for them. Um next is what is one of your favorite sexual fantasies? Balcony. Um, I'm not answering that. <laughs> what do you look like and sound like when sex feels good for you? Ask them. I don't know. But I sound great. I hear myself. I sound amazing. I sound great. What's something non-sexual that turns you on? When you pick at my brain and you're interested in getting to know me more and you're showing interest, period, that's what really, like, turns me on. Um, do you have a sexual fetish? If so, what is it? I don't know. I never thought about that. But if I think on the top of my head, spankings. I like getting spanked. What types of games gave you the most joy as a child? What? So this question is weird, but I'm going to read it all. What type of games gave you the most joy as a child? Citing the ideas of renowned sex educator Midori, Ling Lyon says that kink play is just the adult version of this a white person made that. I'm not reading the rest of that. Yeah, why I'm not answering that. A, a white a white person made this list cuz what what do you think about when you masturbate? I think about the partner that I am currently having sex with or an amazing partner I had had sex with. Or I think about myself being like if I'm watching porn, I think of myself being the girl, like being the person who is getting pleasured. And and that's what I think about. Um, is there a sexy song that tends to get you in the mood? Uh, any 2000s, 90s R&B, anything like that, really. Have you ever been caught having sex before? Tell me about it. I was walked in one time, but it was a cover-up. So, by accident, his sister had came in and... Luckily, I was able to have the cover was on me already, but he was like out. So I just quickly shoved the cover on him. I had the cover on me, but I quickly shielded him. And, it was, and we just smiled like, <laughs> because girl, because girl, what am I supposed to say? Anyway, what's something you've always wanted to ask um, a person to try, but assumed I wouldn't like? I've always wanted to try anal. I just get so tense and nervous. I really feel like I would need something like a vice or something to relax me, all of me to do it fully throughout. Of course, I would have to cleanse it out, douche, you know, get all that stuff out my ass because a lot of people like to go in it first and then you expect me to suck dookie dick? No, no. I'm not about to make this airway. What the fuck? Um, but that's what it would be. What's the wildest place you've hooked up with someone before? Not going to hold you. The wildest place I've done it was in my backyard. And it was dark. It was probably like after 12. And 
it was on 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 our on the backyard it was in the grass and i had to be quiet because my parents room was right there but i had to make sure i wasn't in the light of my neighbors and i had to make sure i was in the clear you know so yeah are there types of clothing that you find highly erotic um on me i like wearing lace That I would like to try. So would you want to try as sex as quietly as possible as if we're trying not to get caught? I would like to try that only because I feel like that would make it more exciting. And the anticipation would be like, I would never want to try using food as foreplay. No. Have you, oh, have you ever fantasized about someone else while having sex? Yes. And that was one time because I was over and done with the relationship. And so I thought of someone else who I missed during that relationship. And yeah, throughout the final, throughout the phone, throughout the um, end of it. Yeah, definitely. Um, I can't fucking silence. I could, but it's going to be me moaning. But if you don't want to get caught, play music. Music is great. Music unleashes something in a person, I believe. I think music enhances and helps. Really, I think it does. Like, if I'm listening to R&B, enough said. Um, I always love spanking. It says spanking something you'd like to try. That's my fetish. I love being spanked. What do you like more, sending dirty texts or dirty talk in person? Sending dirty texts. <laughs> I love sending. I love sending nudes to my partner, and I love sending dirty texts because once you see each other, it's one and popping. It is one like Donkey Kong, girl. Let's get it, girl. Let's get it, girl. What is your favorite position? I would have to say doggy. Especially like so. <laughs> I would have to say if um if I am in fact doing doggy style right and the, the person's hands are on my shoulders, kind of think they're riding a horse. So saddle up, take you for a ride. Or I kind of just like to, I I love to be submissive during sex. I do. It's the best feeling. I love to take control. I just have to lose some weight in order for me to actually, like, you know, get back to writing good again because, girl, it's annoying. Um, How do you feel about anal play? I enjoy it. That's the thing. I'm just, I just get tense when I think a whole penis going inside. But a finger? Sure. I've actually surprisingly climaxed to getting my ass ate. And I almost lost consciousness because I was so amazed. I'm like, whoa. Like, I literally was about to pass out. So I'm like, hold on, let me get up. Because, girl, no. Have you ever been caught masturbating? They heard, yes. Embarrassing. Um, What's your favorite type of foreplay? Uh, me giving and you receiving. Or I'm receiving because you're giving. Can you describe the last time you got turned on in public? At work. 
flashbacks, thinking about what I'm going to get, okay, when I'm going to get it, all right, yeah. Would you rather have sex on a plane or on a moving train? Why not both? Um, Which would you like more, to be in control or to be dominated? Both. I love to be dominated, though. I love to be dominated. I love to be dominated to a point you're in control. Take me, choke me, spank me, do me, control it, do what you got to do. Have you ever sent or received a nude? Is the sky blue and am I black? Girl, would you rather have car sex or shower sex? Both are fun. Both are cool. Shower sex, I feel like have a, have a spacious shower if you're going to do that. Car sex, have a big car if you're going to do that. If you a big girl, yeah, it's cool. If you're trying to do certain positions with a big girl, you need to have a truck. <laughs> you know, especially girl that got height. Um, and that is all for this bonus episode. I really hope you all genuinely enjoyed it. I am so sorry for the hiatus, but we do it a countdown. Ten more days until excuse me. Ten more days until our one year anniversary. And again, I thank all of y'all for tuning in. It really means so much to me. Thank you again for tuning on to another episode of an AOS production. What's it called? What is it called, you may ask? It's called Humbly Thanking and Appreciating All of You Guys for Listening to Me and to Still Support Me a Year Later. And it really makes my heart melt. And I thank y'all so much. So tune in next time because we're going to be putting out bonus episodes because to leading up to you know, the one year and stuff like that. I love you much. Bye.